Welcome to part two of the Reborn podcast. This episode is the second part with my mom. And if you have not listened to episode one, go ahead and reverse, jump down to the one before this, because there's a lot of stuff leading up to this podcast, episode two with my mom. Enjoy. And so you sold the business. Sold the business. Uh Uh-huh. And, um, and that's kind of whenever you started getting into, because you're a trainer as well now, you just yes. kind of started following that passion. Yes. And then you got into like the biking and the mountain biking. Well, yes, because when I was single, you couldn't meet anybody if you just stayed on the farm and mowed with the tractor every weekend. <laughs> you know? So you had to go be social and learn yeah, how to date again. Yeah, I'd have to, leave, have to leave the house and get out and try to meet people. And I didn't go to bars um, and I uh, met a couple girls and that rode bikes. Yeah. And I remember Ashley had left. <laughs> she had left a bike at the house, uh, a road bike. And um, I had met this guy that w- wanted to go riding uh, these trails at the park. And I got her bike out. <laughs> I had to call her and I said, Ashley, how do you shift this thing? <laughs> I mean, I did not grow up on bikes. I grew up on horses. On horses. And so did they. <laughs> um, I mean, we did not ride. They didn't own a bike. Yeah, we never had a bike no, growing up. we never owned a bike. And I had to call her and I said, Ashley, I can't shift this bike. How do you shift it? So uh, anyway, so I, I started doing that, trying to get out out and meet people. And um, and I met the best guy. Yeah, he Dan. was a road biker. Yeah, uh, he was a mountain biker actually. And he's really mountain. competitive too. Yeah, he's, he's very a fire competitive. chief. Yeah, retired fire chief. Yeah, he was fire captain. Fire captain. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. don't know the current terminology. Years, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was very yeah. And he's awesome. Yeah, when I was dating, I was trying to you know because I was older and I was trying to find somebody that could, Who could keep, keep up. up with you. <laughs> <laughs> and. And uh, it was interesting. Um, and uh, so I, 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 met, I met him. Yeah. And, um, and he's awesome. He's awesome. Really got me into mountain biking. He's the one that got me into racing probably after a and year. And he's really competitive. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, he, he's – I cannot keep up with him, mm-hmm. which is fine. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not the other way around. And, so. um, and like, when was it? Two years ago – I, so I got into road biking. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started off on this long cycle. I decided to ride um, for all of the people who were fighting, who are currently fighting cancer, and for the ones who had lost their life to the battle. And I decided to ride my bicycle, my road bike, from Virginia Beach all the way to Tulsa, Oklahoma too close to the hospital where dad had been diagnosed and, um, you know, lost his battle with cancer. And the, I think it could have been day three, we trekked up the Blue Ridge Mountains and I had rented, uh, I had to rent uh, an RV. I rented an RV. There were, yeah, how many people? I had three other people with me and one other cyclist that was with me, kind of like a, a safety cyclist or whatever. And so we started out, the furthest that I had gone was, I think I've hit like 100, I had hit like 100 miles, close to 100 miles before I started this, you know, crazy bike ride. And that's when like, you know, the first probably two days, I like I hurt really bad. 
And we were in the middle of end of June, the beginning of July. It's hot outside. Very hot. It is hot. <clears throat> and a lot of it, you know, we were riding down highways, like highways, not like turnpikes or anything or toll roads, but we were, you know, we didn't have any, I didn't have any coverage. I didn't, it wasn't like, I think once we got into Tennessee and we had to do like some roads and stuff and. Wasn't um, it raining a lot? Because yeah. I was worried about you riding road bikes on these, you know, oh, crazy yeah. curves and hills and rain, just pouring rain. There were a couple times, I remember, and I, I don't know if this is always good, but like, I don't know if I want to use the word. Like, I, I did get a little bit cocky at times, riding with cars and thinking like, oh. This is how she drives on the highway. <laughs> Watch her if you come to Virginia Beach. I'm, I'm not my, kidding. It's called being an aggressive. I was an aggressive cyclist, just like I'm an aggressive uh, driver. Road driver. I don't recommend it. Mom, you, I know you're an aggressive driver. You're starting to drive I'm like not. a grandma a little bit. Only on my Li- road bike. Living up to bike. that senior citizen's uh, <laughs> discount card you're holding. <laughs> <laughs> starting to drive like a grandma. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, so we would, we, I would ride, I think I hit anywhere from like 100 to 120 miles a day. Yeah. And the hardest was going up the Blue Ridge Mountains. For sure. I mean, it was hard. The whole thing was hard. And I, the the first two days, my body was really beat up where I started, like, second-guessing myself. I started questioning if I was really going to be able to do it. It was hard. It took yeah. a, a toll on my body, um, not just mentally, but physically. Yeah, physically. Riding in the heat every day. And it was a journey that took me, I think it was 12 days. I'd have to go back and look. It yeah. was somewhere between 11 and 14 days. Yeah. Um, but it was hard, and I think, like, going out into the unexpected, not really knowing or even having any expectations, I mean, it can be, it was very rewarding. It was rewarding, and I noticed as I got over the first probably two or three days, and my body just hurt that I started getting more powerful and stronger. And it was almost like my body, my body just got better. I don't know if it was because it expected, it was like, it knew what to expect every day, waking up and, and going. But I mean, it was tough. Like what, there was a day, it started getting into probably after day five, my team that I had started fizzling out. Yeah. They started not... Remember you were calling me. I did. Yeah. I don't know what day it was. I don't know. I kind of held it all back. So the team that I had, I mean, it was... The temperatures had to have been like over 100 heat index. I'm cycling over 100 miles a day. And it was almost like... I mean, and to kind of, you know, on, on their side, like being in an RV, if you're not... If you haven't experienced something like that, I'm assuming that it can get kind of, I'm trying to see it from their point of view of being in an RV all day. I mean, I'm cycling the fastest that I could possibly go would have been like 25 miles an hour. And you know, I was probably going, you know, or at least under 30, I was going slow. So you're going slow in an RV 
like eight hours a day or however long it would take me to complete the mileage that I needed to complete. But I don't know, like as I, you know, we got past day three, probably going somewhere between like day three and day five, we would pull over and like I was having to get my own water bottles. Like I'd have to get off my bike, go into the RV to get my, to get my water bottles. You were basically losing support. A lot Your of support. Your support was failing and, you. And, and I, I remember seeing that the, you know, and it's so hot, it's so hot. And I was coming on like day six, probably, I don't know, all the days are kind of a blur, but I remember seeing the RV stopped off, you know, cause we would kind of frog hop each other. So the RV would stop, you know, I would cycle around them, keep going. And we would just kind of frog hop the whole time. And, and then on the busier roads, they would stay behind me. Like, cause we had that right. big sign that's like caution cyclist ahead for safety reasons. But I, I still remember this. Like I was just, I was definitely, I had to have been, had some form of like heat exhaustion and they had stopped off at a gas station and I was like, yes. And, and granted at the time, and I'm not, you know, I don't, it, whatever, but you know, this was, this was a, a work trip. Everybody was getting paid. We were using, you know, my personal finances to fund the whole trip. Nothing, none of the money that we were raised, that we were raising went back into my pockets or funded the trip. That's right. You funded was, the whole, renting I funded the, the whole RV. Thing. Everybody was on salary. Yeah. They were getting paid to do this for you. With they were you. getting paid. Yeah. And you know, Big and, bucks and so too. it was, it was my, I was, I personally financed it. And I remember seeing them and I think mentally I was probably, this was like, a, you know, it was probably coming towards the end of the day and they stopped off at a, at a gas station. I was like, yes, I need a Coca-Cola. I need a Snickers. I need some sugar. And, you know, and then up the road, we pulled off and they had only gotten themselves snacks. I probably didn't even tell you this. They had gotten, but, you know. they had just gotten themselves food to eat. Yeah, and that's kind of that. when I started realizing, um, I think it was that night after a full day of cycling and we stopped off at an RV park that I was like, okay, like what's for dinner? And they were like, oh, we don't know. I'm like, what do you mean? You don't know? Like, you guys have anything planned? Like... I'm like, I can barely stand up at this yeah. point. Like, what are we going to eat? And I ended up having to call an Uber to go to the gas station like five miles away to pick up groceries and be, bring him back mm -hmm. to the RV and to cook for everybody. And I don't know if it was that night or if it was the next day. Um, but I started losing my team. Yeah. I started losing my team. Yeah. And I think the next morning, it was almost, it was kind of like a gradual thing too. And this whole time, like I'm trying to be like, okay, yeah, they're probably just tired of being in this RV. You know, my sweaty stuff is everywhere. Like I probably stink, you know, they're having to, I, yeah, I, I don't know. But like, I, I always, I always try even to this day. And I have for the longest time, I always try to, I think it's important, always important to always see it from every side and not to just be like funneled into seeing it from like one side. And, um, I don't know. Well, I remember you called me and you started telling me about what was going on. And I'm like, what, what? We had to have been in Arkansas at that point. Yeah, you we were, were getting close. 
Yeah, yeah. you were getting close to Oklahoma. So at the end of this long cycling trek, my mom and Dan were going to meet me. Um, what, how far was it? Like 30 miles out? Probably, 50 yeah, miles we were, out? Yeah, it was, it was about 35 miles out. And you were going to ride in. Yeah. My, so my mom was planning on meeting me about 35 miles out and then riding in with me the rest of the way. And at this point, I mean, I was ready to pack everything on two things. I had two options at this point. I just wanted to quit was the first one because emotionally and mentally, I didn't think that I could go any further because I had no support. I had no support at that point. Like I, you know, they would just pull over on the side of the road. I'd have to you know, barely getting off of my bike, riding straight heat exhaustion for, you know, we were on day like eight, nine now yeah, and having to do everything on my own. I didn't think that I could keep going. And I remember I, I called you and I was like, mom, I was like, I just remember I wanted you to come get me. I either wanted to quit or I told you to come get me that I'm just, that I'm, that I'm quitting. Now you you said you were done. You didn't have any support, and you just you were done. And I don't remember exactly what I told you, but I didn't give you an easy out. I was just like, no. you have too much, too many people are supporting you. They're depending they're on me, depending on you, and you can do it. You've come this far. You can finish this, and you did. You, you did it. Yeah, it was really emotional. I mean, I had, like... I, and you suffered I, physically from that, Oh, really? Too. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. Really, you like, kind of pushed your was, body beyond what it should have been, really. Yeah. I was worried about you for that. Yeah. But I had... There was a point where, like, I, I had it all planned out in my head. I don't know if this was before I called you or not, but I told you, I was like, Mom, I'm going to take my card. I'm going to tell them to just drive back home because they're done. Yeah. To drive back home. I'm just going to cycle back. Like, and I think it could, I don't know if it would have been a two day journey or what that was looking like, but in my mind, I had decided like, I would rather go about it alone and be by myself than to be a, around a group of people who could not help and support the mission, right. who couldn't support the cause. And I think that is so important with all of your, like any endeavor, whether it's, it's a bicycle ride from... Virginia, uh, Virginia to Oklahoma, or if it's a fitness journey that you're on to change your life, if you don't have the support, if you don't have the support, like you, you'll fail, you'll fail. Yeah. And I called you, I remember I was crying and everybody had checked out at that point. It was like, I think that they started going a little bit crazy being inside of an RV all day. And I think they just, they resented the whole project. Yeah. They I think they resented started it. getting resentful, which I didn't understand. No. And when I called you and I told you that I just, I was checking out. I mean, I feel like that I, it's basically like the same thing as, I, it was almost like you yelling at dad saying, you will not quit. You will not quit. Ashley Ann, you will not quit. 
I didn't say it quite like that. But no, but I, I remember I you said, yeah, no, you, you, was, you told yeah, me, you said, you, you need to, yeah. you said, you where's your team? Huh? You need to talk to your team. I, I and actually, they, I asked, it, I, who did I talk to? Yeah, you talked I to talk, one of them because you said, because I, call, I called yeah, you. I was yeah, like, what's you're, going you're on like, here? Yeah, you said, mom, or you were like, Ashley, you got to talk to your team. You need to tell them straighten up. Yeah. Like, do they understand how hot it is outside and like what you're going through? Yeah. And then, you know, and I, I was talking on the phone and then you're like, put me on speakerphone. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> Put me on speakerphone, Ashley. <laughs> and then you were like, who am I talking to? Uh, uh. And you're like, listen here. I don't know. You were I just mean, like. I mean, I was nice about it, but I was like, hey, she's got to have support. You know, I was trying to encourage them too. But, but you man, were direct. I you were was, direct. Yeah, I, I was upset about what, what was going on there. Yeah. I mean, they were getting paid to support you, and they were not supporting. But they should you. just support it anyways. Like it yeah. should be like a well, great right. cause. That, they, those people know. had been with you long enough. Yeah, that's what I didn't understand. But anyway, right. that happens in life. You just uh, you moved on. You got it finished. You made it to the finish line. I made it to the finish line. I remember. I have never been so happy. There's still there's this picture that I have of me seeing you. Yeah. Do you remember? I, I think it was to meet you. It was the final. So we continued on. My mom gave him a pep talk. And, you know, my mom was like, listen, you better level up right now or I'm going to come find each and every single one of you and I'm going to hunt you down. I didn't say that. I'm going to hunt you down because oh, I'm an alpha female. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, you did. I think coming from you. Indirectly, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think coming from you. I was just and concerned, you, you know, about I mean, it was your really health. dangerous. Yeah, it oh, was. yeah, it was dangerous. And I kept pushing on. And, you know, I, I held a lot of it inside because I was like, you know, I just, I got to show grace to my team and forgiveness to my team because, you know, like who, who knows? Like, it's not like you can set up for a trial period of like being in an RV for 12 days or 14 days. Like you just kind of do it. And I think that they, yeah, yeah, they just like, they hated it. You know, they, they, they hated it. And, um, and yeah, like after the pep talk, um, and I started seeing some turnaround the moment though, the last 10 miles getting to you, and I knew you were there and you had trip and cash and I flew on my bike. I was pulling so hard because the thought, because I knew that you were there. I knew once I could reach you and have you in my corner and you were there, I, I was done. I was basically yeah. like my mission we was there complete. almost. Yeah. And pulling into that parking lot, I think it was like the Muskogee High School or something. Uh-huh. It was, yeah. Some, somewhere. It was like yeah. some big parking lot. I had never been happier. Oh. I had never been happier. And, and it was also kind of crazy, too, because, like, after we got to you and Dan Road and the kids were in the car with... Who was in the car driving the kids? Was it a friend? I don't remember now. Maybe somebody from the RV jumped out and drove. Yeah, your car. I think so. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. and um, we, you know, oh, and and then it was like there. All of a sudden, they started cheering and ringing yeah. the cowbell and supporting. And I mean, it was almost kind of like hmm. a little late, but we'll take it. Yeah. I was like, where, where were you guys on the Blue Ridge Mountains when yeah. my bike almost started rolling backwards because yeah. I couldn't get enough trek up. Get up? A little bell ring in there would have been nice, like the cowbell. But needless to say, we, we finished and we pulled into the parking lot. And, and was I was not really expecting. Good. There were so many people there There was a lot of people there. there. So it was good you didn't give it up. 
Yeah. Which I knew you wouldn't. And it all comes full circle. I mean, seeing you get bucked off your horse and you turned around and you marched yourself, your tiny little 100-pound 412 <laughs> self out the door to go get back on AP, Ashley's Percentage. Yeah. And encouraging my dad to not give up yeah. the fight. And, you know, it was a battle bigger than we could have imagined for my father. Those times and those instances have been branded into me. And even times when I have wanted to give up, legitimately have wanted to give up, I don't. That's right. Because of you. Thank you for that. And hearing your words, especially on that long bike ride, um, and you're a really good cyclist too. You're doing a lot of road biking then. Um, hearing your words of, you will not quit, Ashley. You will not quit. It basically put me in check. And it didn't matter if I was going to have to go at it alone. It didn't matter if I didn't matter how I was going to make it happen. I was going to finish it. Yeah. And it's funny because that, like that was two years ago. It's probably been longer than that. Time flies. Probably no. had it been two, three, three or four years ago. Maybe. No, not four, maybe uh -huh. three. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but from that time, even three years ago, into now there's been so many other instances there's been a big one that will be a whole nother story yeah where I was alone that you were alone that was a tough one yeah that was a tough one but you look where you are you know you and, don't give up yeah and we'll save that one for another podcast yeah. but in that moment is when I channeled everything from you walking into dad's business in the red, yeah. not knowing what to do. You just never know what little things happen in your life that you can influence your, your kids. No. You know, you just don't. And I think that's so important, like, as parents. I think everything that I have learned from my mom and my dad, who is no longer with us, I don't remember any, like, verbal lessons that you taught me. No. I don't remember anything verbally. I remember, I remember seeing things... From a distance. And it's not even like, oh, wow, that was a good lesson. Uh, you know, I just captured it in my mind. Right. And it wasn't until, like, later on, I probably didn't even, like, remember of that, like, remember that yeah. time until it, it's, like, happened. Until I got bucked off of Lola and I started running away from Lola <laughs> and I was like, wait, what would Gigi do? <laughs> Damn it. Turn around. Where are you, Lola? <laughs> here Lola I'm the boss of you <laughs> and you know remembering those times like that I think that you don't realize how much of an influence or an impact that you have on your kids. children yeah. and that's why like even when it comes to like fitness and working out like with my boys I have never pushed that on them right and, and what has happened this week yeah what cash. has happened he's cash. gone to the gym with you twice twice yeah like really into it he's wanting to eat healthy yeah 
going to quit sugar. I'm yeah, quitting sugar. Yeah, he said three days. He said he's not going to have sugar. Yeah. And none of this. And, and people are like, oh, do you, you know, do you take your kids to the gym with you? Or like, whatever. I'm like, nope. They're there just to run around, try yeah. to stay out of trouble. I do not but tell them that they put have them in to. A, nope. In a workout. Nope. Sometimes, sometimes if they get in trouble, I make them run to the bridge and back at home. Oh, really? <laughs> I do. <laughs> if they get in trouble, I make them take a lap. <laughs> I gotta take a lap, go to the bridge and back. To the bridge and back. Yeah, it's like a mile. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty good. I tell them pick up trash on the way. There you go. <laughs> but I think it's important, like, you know, it's not so much your words, but it's your actions. Right. So having a strong family. Yeah. And you probably being involved with your kids. Yeah. yeah. And you probably didn't realize like how much of an influence no, that I, you I had really did on not, me. No. But you've told me that before, but there's been lots yeah. of times. There's been lots of times when I feel like everything, every, you know, the world, just everyone around you, everything just wants, wants you to quit. Wants you to, yeah. You stand alone. Yeah. It's just a lot going on. What do you think that it is that's like ingrained? Do you think it's something that Mimi instilled into you? Like, where does that come from? Well, I just think it's a foundation, your family. I mean, I think it's your parents or parent. You know, that's involved in your life and encourages you and um, is consistent um, and involved. You know, we really had to pay attention. You know, we had to pay attention to you guys growing up. But that's, you know, as to the influences in your life. And it was challenging to know what was going on and who you were with. Right. And there wasn't and social media or anything then. No, we didn't have that. It wasn't like you'd be that, like, oh, what's is, her uh, Snapchat yeah, update? Yeah, man, it's a whole different world now. Now yeah. you have phones where you can track your kids. I'm already tracking mine. Oh, yeah. Don't tell them. Well, that's why I would have been tracking uh, you if we had that. Yeah, but. I know you would have been. That's why I have Cadman. He can go sniff them out. <laughs> So we're going to turn, um, we're going to have some, there were some questions for you okay. that I want to ask you from some of the listeners. So I'm going to read you these questions. Okay. All right. For every episode, we do some listener questions. We hear you. If you want to have your questions answered on the Reborn pod, make sure that you drop us a question below and um, hopefully we can get to that answered for you. All right. Um, Mom. What is the best advice you have for any stressed out parents who might be listening right now? Oh, I feel like I'm like stressed out all the time. I know. I know what it is. Can I answer this one for yes, you? Yes, go ahead. Answer this for me. Well, you answer it first. No, you go ahead. I say drink a Corona. Because <laughs> no. we've, we've had a couple Coronas this yeah. week. Yeah. But we haven't been stressed out. We've been. I've been stressed out. Well, yeah. She's been a little stressed out um, some days. Yeah. So what would you say? Like parents are just stressed out. Um... Well, right now is a really stressful time for everybody. Yeah. This is a whole new... Take him to the woods and just tell him to go run. Well, yeah. You, <laughs> you just, <laughs> you know, it's the perfect time to be uh, with your family and get them out and, and do stuff and pay attention. Pay attention to their emotions and, you know, what they're thinking about all this change in our life right now because it's not normal. And uh, just to try to uh, just spend more time with them. Um, I think a lot of people are finding, you know, they're getting closer. So there are some positive things mm-hmm. about what's been happening here. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just have to build on that and just try to try to be a family. Eat together, cook together, go to the park together, hike 
do things you guys aren't used to doing together. And it'll probably stick. A lot of it'll stick when this is all over. This is a good one, I think. Um, how can parents encourage kids to be active and outside in an era ruled by screens? In an era of what? Ruled by screens, like video games and stuff. Oh, well, you just have to shut those things off. You have I to. have found that, like, time limits. Yes. Yeah. Time limits are good. I mean, there's good things about all the electronics and everything, um, but you just need to have limits. And, of course, yeah. it depends on their ages and everything. And don't give in. I tell you, my kids, their, fam- their, their famous things of growing up was, well, Sarah is doing it, and her parents are letting her go there, and she can do that. And I'm like, yeah, but you're not. I think, yeah, I think it's tough because, like, even it's for hard. me being a, a, a mom, because it's not like you think that, it's not, there's not a manual for how to parent. <laughs> no. So, you know, and then when you start saying, oh, well, I don't understand why you're getting so upset or, like, why you're saying no because, you know, Johnny is able to do this. And and I always say, you know what? That's fine. Johnny's parents can let Johnny do X, Y, and Z, but I am not Johnny's parent. You have to be consistent and and stick with that. But now, right now, you just need to, you know, have them put the electronics down. Yeah. And Time limits. uh, Yeah, some time limits and interact, get them to help you cook, um, help you... do stuff outside in your own yard and, and do things. You'll get a lot of pushback, um, but you do it kindly and, you know, just say this is what we're doing today. Um, so try, just trying to listen to them, too, and ask them questions. I know a lot of kids aren't talking about, they don't really know what's going on. Mm-hmm. It depends on their ages. So here's one... Um I'm interested in hearing what your mom's exercise routine looks like and how she's adapted with age. I'm pushing 50 and things are changing. Help. It's so discouraging. So how do you like, like how, like for fitness, like how, like how have you adapted, you know, like a lifestyle or like how have you changed with like just everything? Well, I, I think in my, I mean, I was always very active. I would rather, (laughs) I would rather split wood and um, plant a garden rather than mop floors and clean the bathroom. So I liked outside. Yeah, I've always been an outside person. Physical. Yeah, physical. And um, so I think in my late 30s, you know, I was always the same size, and my jeans started getting tighter, and I'm like, what's going on here? Of course, we didn't eat really healthy back then because that wasn't a big thing. Um, but then when the kids got started in competitive soccer, and then I started going to the gym a little bit, and I started reading a little bit more about how muscle – I remember reading this. If you, if you can build some muscle – your metabolism starts uh, revving up more, and you can start burning calories while you're sleeping. And I'm like, oh, while I'm sleeping, I can burn <laughs> calories? I like that. And I just remember that. And um, so you have to start, us gals, we have to start at an earlier age. You gotta, it's a lifestyle change. And I didn't change my eating habits at that time because it wasn't such a, a prominent thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it is now, and I'm, I'm glad we have. Um, 
but I became more physical, a little bit more physical, and and started uh, training a little bit. And um, so you just have to start doing things that are comfortable for you. And, and the, the hardest thing is eating and your food, you know, and with a family and right. work. Because you have, you know, all everybody likes everything different. You have yes. To. And, and with my kids, we didn't play that game. Uh, you ate what was on your She's plate. She's basically talking about me because I, <laughs> I'm a sucker, especially for auto. <gasps> Mom, oh my I goodness! I'm like, I'm yeah, getting better. Yeah, um, it is tough. It is hard because especially at the end of the day, whenever you're, you're just oh, you're like, so tired. You have to plan yeah. ahead. You're like, I'm not you ready to battle to, this. Yeah, and I know you hear this from Ashley. You know, um, diet is is a bigger role in in how you want to look. It's a bigger role in how you feel and how how your life is going to be easier and and better. Um, so, I know you get all this from Ashley. You have to just uh, plan ahead. You, if uh, and I'm guilty too. If I don't have a, something figured out or good stuff in the refrigerator, you know, I I if there's bad stuff, chips and salsa. Oh my gosh, yeah, chips and salsa, maybe a Corona, you know, and then I'm not hungry for dinner, yeah. and so that's terrible. So it's a lifestyle change. I never encourage diets. It's uh, you have to figure out what you can eat and what works with your family because they need to be like on a, board. Like a fad diet because everybody oh, yeah, like jumps you know, on these like I know, bandwagons. The keto, paleo. I've just never been a fan of doing yeah, that. Your body you have to, has to have yeah. a balance, and and plus your you mentally, financially, you have to have a balance of what you can do. So it's. It's mainly prepping. And once you get that figured out, it's easier than you think. And you, and you actually save money because you're not stopping. You know, my, my favorite thing I say to new people when I'm working out with them or trying to get them to lose some weight, I'm like, if there's a drive through you drive by. <laughs> you do not go through the drive through because they don't have healthy food typically. <laughs> and it's expensive. Yeah. So planning and get your family involved in helping you to plan the meals. Again, it's the support. It's the support. Yeah. Because Everything comes back to support. Yeah. And you're actually instilling good things in them. They may go off to college and they get fat a little bit. They go a little wild. But if they have a good right. foundation, right. like I did, I got a little crazy in college. And uh, fortunately, I met Ashley's dad and he kind of settled me down a little bit. And, um, you know, a good foundation is good. It's, it's important because, like, Ashley brings back these things that I don't really realize the influence that I had on her life. Um, so you, you do play a big role. Mm-hmm. And eating, you know, try to train your kids now because in eating, uh, they'll fight you on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I battle with my kids every day. Yeah, she does. And she has all the good and my, healthy and stuff. And my, mom, my mom's like, why are you letting him just get away with it? I'm like, Mom, I don't know. <laughs> Sit down, Otto. Yeah. Or go to your room. Mom, I can handle this. Yeah. Yeah, I have to be quiet. Um, so you, you want to you teach them now to have, have good, healthy eating habits. But you are in control. I feel really we strongly don't have, like, that the soda mom has or anything control. In our house. Right, and we grew up that way. Yeah, we don't we have didn't any. Have we have pop in we, our every house. Every once in a while, we'll have Oreos, but because we don't have them, when Gigi in our house, comes, they buy me double stuffed Oreos. <laughs> 
I eat them all up because, because I don't really buy them. I think because them. we don't have any of those things in our house. Like whenever I do get Oreos or like some sort of, you know, even like you, you'll go off the reservation a bit. Uh, not me. Oh, I do. Yeah, but I stop. But even I mean, the that's kids why I don't do. Have like, the I, like the Oreos will be gone in a day, and I'm like. <gasps> And they're like, well, mom, it's because you never have them in the house. So we got to like, you know, they just inhale it. But I, I think a good relationship with food is also key. Like, you know, I, I don't want the kids to be like, no, you can't have like these certain sweets. No, and you can't it's a deprive balance. yourself all, about that either. Right. Yeah, It all comes back to yeah. a balance. And um, I don't believe in cheat days. I just. I do. Yeah, she does. And that's okay. She can get away with it. But I don't. <laughs> but you, you just, know. well, you just eat. I actually don't have a cheat right. day. Right. And as you get when older. When I was competing, I had a cheat day. Yeah. Now it's like if I want to eat like a handful of M&Ms, I eat a handful of M&Ms. Yeah. Because if I want to really go down to American Brew and eat one of those strawberry coconut uh, I saw those this morning. That yeah. I see right now, I'll go have a scone. Yeah. But, but, but back to the question about as you get older, I mean, Start paying attention uh, in your late 30s because our hormones start changing and you can still be on the same track as you were like I was and then my body started changing a little bit and I didn't like that. And uh, so I just started exercising more. At that time, I was not eating healthier, um, but that is a big key. And nowadays, you don't really have excuses not to eat healthy right? because you know and you want your kids to be healthy because what they say now is the younger they are they're starting to you know get overweight and yeah. then as they get older they start getting diabetes so mm-hmm. you know your kids you have control over your kids' future yep. uh, it's just putting in the time and the effort yeah it's it's time and they're going to push back staying on top of it and you stay and you kind of start teaching them young and you don't force them you know but you just encourage them yeah all right, last question. Um, what experiences inspired your mom to live an active lifestyle and be that beckon that influenced you to do the same? Well, I was kind of born that way a little bit, I think, because I was just a tomboy and I was really afraid, active. Were you afraid that I was going to get made fun of? Because I mean, I I was no. You were athletic. small. She was pretty small, though. But you she were was short. Small. Yeah, yeah. But, but you were, were you afraid small. that I was going to get made fun of for being like buff? Or, you know, I I was pretty athletic and muscular growing up. Right, but no, because you weren't worried about that. Times were starting. Not to Not really. Yeah, and and you know, I I got teased a little bit growing up just with my calf muscles, but but no, um, not not really. Uh, what was the question? What well, like, happens when uh, you get older, too. Yeah. What was that question? <laughs> um, what experiences inspired mm. your mom, you, to live an active lifestyle and to be that beckon that influenced me to do the same? I don't know if I got into health and fitness for sure. I know for me, like watching you make those changes, like the milk, the you know, changing the milk with my dad yeah. and like going switching over to skim milk. I remember being like, huh healthy what does that mean and uh watching you in the aerobics room like working out and then being like huh well actually yeah yes um so for me it was seeing you make those changes well and i started making some of those changes uh for for their dad somewhat because when i would start running he wouldn't run oh yeah and i would uh i got him to where he would jog a little bit at the little park where we lived and go to town and go jog and he always said, you know, 
I will never like this, but I'm going to do it because I know it's healthy, and I'm going to do it with you. So you can encourage, you know, your family to, right. to do things with you yep. like that. Yeah. But um, I think watching them get more active, uh, playing competitively, we just all... And, and it was a lifestyle. We didn't live in the city. You know, we lived out in the country. That's why I really want to find some land out here. Yeah. So I can have a baby goat. <laughs> Don't go there. Um, anyway... So. Well, I think that wraps it. Um, I just want to say thank you to my mom for being on the Reborn podcast. It wasn't that bad, was it? No, and I just want to add this. You know, she is very encouraging to me. She amazes me all the time. You know, I still don't always grasp the influence that she has on people. And I'm just very proud of her. Aww. Thanks, Mom. I didn't ask for this life. I know. But it just kind of happened. You kind of got thrown into I it a little bit. It. I did. But you took the bull by the horns, I and did. you have done a lot of awesome things and a lot more to come. There's a saying that you don't wish for a different hand of cards. You play the hell out of the hand that you have. Right. That's what I do. Um, there's a lot of great things that I've been able to experience and do, but... There's been a lot of heartbreaking things that I have had to go through. Well, like you've said a lot of times, that, that helps develop your character. Yeah. Is how you deal with it when you're down and how you deal with those challenging, hard hands you're dealt. And I think that like once you go through those things, there's always going to be another mountain waiting for you oh, yeah. to climb. Always. Always. You can beat one mountain. You can beat it. And it's not going to be the last mountain. And what I found is like, as I conquer these mountains, my confidence, even though I don't know what lies ahead, my confidence grows because if I was able to get through one thing, if I was able to right. navigate through that dark space, I'm not afraid of what lies ahead. Yeah. Yeah. And there's some things that, like, my mom knows that I've gone through hmm. that we have not talked about that I'll probably talk about it. Hard things. Some hard things. But even during those moments, I have channeled my mom. I've channeled my mom. I've, I've learned about the lessons that my father has taught me. And that has been the only thing because at any moment I could have quit. I could have given up. I could have quit life, legitimately quit life. And it's in those moments that I've remembered my mom. It's in those moments that I've, I've thought about my dad and the stories that, you know, how he fought, how my mom fought for my dad, that I pressed onward. And I think that as parents, you don't realize how big of an influence that you're having on your children's lives. And it's not by verbally speaking to them. That is important. It is important to have conversations with your kids. But what's more important is to lead by example, to let them watch. And my hope is that my boys who are growing and who are starting to understand, I think, a little bit about the depths of the things that I do and some of the things that I go through and have gone through, I hope that I can continue to be a beacon of light and hope and 
I want them to understand if they live for the love of humanity and compassion, and if everything that they do is driven by heart and it is fueled by just, I guess, passion. I want them to remember that. And that's how I want them to go out and to conquer life. And just how my parents have taught me. And it just kind of keeps going. And um, hopefully I can leave that legacy to them, just like my parents left the legacy for me. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Reborn podcast. Make sure that you like, subscribe, and comment below. And again, if you have any questions at all that you would like answered online here live at the Reborn podcast, make sure you ask the question below. Um, We did not get to get to our listeners' homework this segment, so please stay tuned for the next podcast as we will probably give you a double to uh, catch up on your homework. My name is Ashley Horner. I am joined with my mom, AKA Gigi, the strongest, the, the, the best warrior grandma Gigi Mm. there is. Um, thank you guys so much for joining me today. We are out. Mm